millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A little while ago, I was trying to find a movie to watch called Rumblefish, which is uh, it's a Francis Ford Coppola film. Uh, it's a really good film. It's got Matt Dillon and Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, the motorcycle boy. Um, uh, I watched it when I was a teenager, and I wanted to rewatch it, but I couldn't find it. It wasn't on Netflix. wasn't on Neon. wasn't on Disney Plus. Yes, I have Disney Plus. Um, the Simpsons is on Disney Plus. Of course, I do. It wasn't on TVNZ on demand. And this got me thinking: as we move our viewing onto these digital platforms, what happens to those gems that you used to be able to discover? at a video store you know what if they aren't available on digital media what what happens do we just do they just fall out of consciousness forever and i knew or rather producer bonnie knew that if anyone was going to have answers it was going to be our next our next guest um steve newell is the editor of the film and media website flicks.co.nz and he's sitting across me in the studio now hello Good evening. I'm I'm thinking about uh, trying to watch Rumblefish now. Such a have you seen it? Such a, oh, quality. Uh, unfortunately, the last Mickey Rourke film that I saw, well, sort semi unfortunately, was Double Team, starring Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, wow. and Dennis Rodman. Aye. It was after Mickey Rourke's boxing career. He needed some bucks. Well, because he was in that movie, The Wrestler, wasn't he? Remember? Yeah, that's kind of his. I mean, it's much like the open. film itself, it's kind of his redemptive, yeah, yeah, his own redemptive story, really. Yeah, the boxing thing that wasn't a good call. So, look, do you do you empathise with my story here in trying to find these sort of gem-like movies or off the beaten track movies? Most of your you know, viewing being online and just not really knowing where to turn. Yeah, hundred percent. It's 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 ever present. And while on the one hand, streaming sort of offered this golden solution, you know, I think we all got pretty familiar with that amount of time you could spend on a Netflix menu, just yeah. looking and looking and looking. Um, it's kind of deceptive, right? Like it's just all these tiles of posters, and I think the more familiar you you, you become with each of the streaming services, the more you realise they're all sort of. Uh, following their own kind of narrow lane or, 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 you know, series of lanes. There's a lot of omissions and certainly not the custodial care that you'd associate with something like a, a video store of, you know, years gone by. Well, um, I, we've all got that formative experience, I think. Tell like, you, what pe- was your pe- one? People above a certain age. Well, I, I'm just thinking about that experience of the frustration of spending, of reaching like the one hour mark in the video store yeah. and having four of my five movies, but trying to get the icing on the cake yeah. like what's the how do i complete this this package and and that sort of curatorial uh view of you know collecting a, a, a week's worth of films in one go i think is is, is another sort of thing that's uh, now a, a relic do you think in, this, maybe, in the streaming era of like what are we going to watch right now maybe it's a paradox of choice thing as well because i don't know about you but i actually find my I find myself watching way fewer movies now than I did when I had to get them out from my beloved Alice in Videoland um, because I have so much choice and it's so convenient that I find myself often thinking about opportunity cost. Am I enjoying this? 
Um, was there something else that I could have watched? Even choosing a movie, it's like, maybe I should choose that one. Oh, no, maybe I'll choose that one. Oh, no, maybe I'll choose that one. And I can just start watching it with the click of a button, whereas back in the day, I had to commit, you know? Oh, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. I mean, you sort of contrast, um, you know, how much urgency you'll use to get to a movie screening that you've bought a ticket for versus, yeah. you know, watch, watching something at home. And, but I think it does reflect changes in viewing habits as well. Like there's a level of commitment that's a little bit different. Like we've, we've got access to a whole lot more stuff at all, at all times. But the things that are falling out are titles that algorithms are determining don't have enough value for streaming services or uh, there's a perceived lack of interest in, you know, investing what it takes to make these films be presentable in a in a twenty first century format. Um, it is a concern. It's a concern when you know companies like uh, HBO Max are taking shows and films off their streaming service in the US for financial reasons, yeah. like purely to avoid paying people money. That this was um, sort of happening on the sidelines of the uh, strikes last year in right. Hollywood was was so like you hang on, you're pulling movies that haven't even come out yet mm. because you can write them off. So there's all this. Strange reasons for not doing what we think studios should do, which is make these libraries of content available. I guess you, you kind of hit the nail on the head before, didn't you? When you see when you talked about how many of these decisions are motivated by the algorithm, and the algorithm is motivated by money, but films are not just vehicles to get money the works of art and culture and there's something like i'm thinking about this is a terrible example i don't know why it's popped into my mind but um there's a movie called salo by um pier paolo pasolini which is like a disgraceful movie it's <laughs> man it is a horrifying movie and i would not recommend anybody to watch it um but th- it is I-, I think i know where you can stream it <laughs> i think you can stream can you salo on the- this is this is just based on my last browse through the site. I think it's on horror streaming site right. Shutter, right. which um, I'm sorry to jump in. Like it's not a horror. No, no, no. I think you're right to say it's, it's not, not a, a horror, horror film. It's not horror. It's, it's horrifying, it's, but it's yeah, it, absolutely. And 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 Shutter's an interesting service because they do take a kind of broad view to the genre. It's not just zombies and, mm. and vampires. Like there's there's some dra- there's some kind of challenging drama in there that. Like Salo is kind of a, Salo, kind like, of a classic. It's a movie about the Marquis de Sade, who was like a pretty screwed up dude anyway. So, you know, by its nature, it was always going to be a pretty screwed up movie. But what I mean by that is, you know, it's a horrifying film, but it is still a work of art. It's still a very emotionally kind of powerful movie. And while I didn't like watching it, I wouldn't like it to be lost to the ravages of time. You know what I mean? Absolutely, it, it, it's kind of it, it is a rite of passage film in some ways for for some cinephiles. Right, it's a, yeah. you know it's a cross off yeah, your list. Yeah, can you film. take it? Yeah. So if you if you have this film on your list, you know what are you what are you supposed to do with that if it's uh, if it's not being provided to you? I mean, there is there, there is good news outside of those um, you know main group of your Netflix and your Neon and and, and, and services that that do a great job of presenting us pretty mainstream content. Um, you mentioned um, Alice and Video Land before their DVD. Uh, mail service is great. They right. can still use them as a video store anywhere in the country. The same goes for Auto Video in Wellington. So these are great collections. These are great collections of films. Um, look them up online. I- anywhere in New Zealand you can uh, rent their catalogues right. and have those mailed out to you because the physical format for a lot of those titles is the only way they're going to exist for, for the first, you know, foreseeable future. Really. Yeah, We did. We, we, we um, solicited some 
films from our listeners earlier on in the evening. And um, flicks.co.nz, you actually, you have a, you have like a, a, a finder thing, right? Like where can I watch this in New Zealand that tells you what platforms a film's showing on? Yeah, so so Flick started as a s- cinema-focused site. So it had... Um, you know what was what was unique then and is and is still pretty rare now. Um, presenting showtimes for cinemas, uh, all cinemas in your region. So you don't right. have to use a particular you know a cinema chain site. Quite yeah. new market. Exactly. Yeah. You can see, you can see everywhere that um, uh, see everywhere that a film's playing. You see everywhere that Poor Things is playing sure. this week. Um, and then when uh, just before COVID arrived, we had been exploring moving into streaming, listing streaming content mm-hmm. as well. Turned out to be really good timing for flicks. Uh, people were at home, wanted stuff to watch. So you can find streaming providers the same way that you could find session times mm. for film and TV. So um, yeah, using the search function, using the filters that are there to um, to look by genre, by year, by provider, and things like that. Um, really streamlines that streamlines that process, makes it a lot easier to figure out what you want to watch and, and where to find it. Um, so hopefully we we're very very helpful in, in that regard. Now we did. Um we gave you some of these films and said, can people watch these in New Zealand? I'll read some of them to you and our listeners. Um, Diana wanted to find out where she could find Passport to Pimlico and the Titfield Thunderbolt. Um, did you did you come up empty-handed on that one? or? Well, I'd, I'd learned something today. Uh, I, I learned the titles of those two films, but I, I did not learn that you can watch them right. in New Zealand, unfortunately. Okay. Um, like many, um, one's from the late 40s, the other from the early 50s. Um, there's enough interest in these titles that they have had kind of multiple physical releases. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, buying this one from an ov- probably overseas retailer would be the, would be the, way to the go. best way to do it. On DVD, maybe Blu-ray. Trent is going to say, not quite an old movie, but I have wanted to watch An Officer and a Spy, which is about the Dreyfus affair. Um, that film was directed by Roman Polanski, says Trent, and therefore the conventional streaming platforms are not carrying it. Is that the case? Yeah, it looks like it, and it looks like it's pretty hard to find here, and I think that's probably just a... I mean, it's probably more of a commercial than a moral decision, right. that one. It's um, It wouldn't make them enough money. No. Other so, and, films, and so being yeah. sort of like late-period Polanski and, um, you know, with the kind of views towards them in the culture, like investing in, in that film to release in New Zealand probably doesn't make a lot of sense. So it's I bet you can, just a, you can probably still find The Pianist or something like that too, right? Yeah. I, I reckon uh, he's not going to be invisible, but um, but yes, the footprint of Polanski won't, won't be what it used yep. to be. Um, Stephen in Queenstown says, a movie I wanted to watch again but couldn't find is The Rocketeer from 1991. Yeah, this is, um, this is kind of like a nice... Uh, precursor to the modern superhero boom really yeah. there's lots of really cool stuff in the rocketeer which is a um kind of period throwback uh sort of pulpy superhero sort of thing. right right okay. um and this is on uh, the good news is that's on disney plus disney so plus we've got one you the, can uh, you can check it out there the rocketeer love it and then i don't know if you look this one up actually but um someone else writes you'd think this would be easy to find please um ask him how to find 1941 by steven spielberg Thanks so much. Now, I would think that Steven Spielberg films would be reasonably easy to track down. And again, like this is not available for streaming, but you can right? find physical copies of it. Like it's, um, uh, you know, while it's sort of not in his uh, most esteemed work, it's not a comedy director, Steven Spielberg. Mm. You know, mm. um, 
this is a film that it's it's been reissued in a number of physical formats, um, including on Blu-ray. So right, it, it's out there. So I think um, it's not these sorts of solutions aren't going to work if it's um, if it's you know a, a, a Wednesday night and you're at home and you have an impulse to watch something right away or, or you're looking at something online. Sure, I need to find it. I was trying to find a, a film the other night called the Brink the Brinks Job, and that's a uh, William Friedkin uh, kind of light-hearted thriller starring Peter Falk. <laughs> what a and, <laughs> uh, and No dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds quite obscure. Hey, just while you got while we've got you here, um, Oscar Noms came out today. Any any hot takes on these? Bit of controversy around Barbie and Greta Gerwig and, and Margot, Margot Robbie not getting. Yeah, it seems a bit weird, eh? Uh, That's um, uh, you know, it's, I think that'd be a uh, that'd be an oversight for any film of Barbie's stature. Um, but given what the film's about, it just seems bananas to not nominate its mm. director and its and its star when it's nominated for Best Picture well, and, not and a whole bunch picture. of other it's big weird, categories. So I can never figure Kind of knew walking out of that that people would be talking about Ryan Gosling a lot. Mm. And, uh, you know, his statement issued today, I think, about the um, overlooking of his colleagues mm. and the nominations kind of says it all, really. What was the best movie you watched last year? What do you think should win Best Picture? Well, I really well, liked... those two different questions. I really liked May, December, which is the new Todd Haynes film. Yeah. That's been... It had its release delayed until, uh, until early this year. It, it was originally slated to come out in late 23, and I think they held it back because of Oscar buzz. And unfortunately, May, December has only been nominated in one category in the Oscars. It's been nominated for as many Oscars as a movie about the invention of flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's not the result they're looking for. This is the world in 2024. Steve Newell, thank you very much for coming in. It's been a delight. Oh, my pleasure. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.